There's nothing better than a redesign. And let me tell you, Joel and K today is hey. the best place to be. How are we doing? I am at Joel Pearl and Kate's here. Kate, how you doing? How am I doing? Um, I'm doing okay. I feel like my dental hygiene could be a little bit better. When was the last time you used one of these, huh? I mean, you used a toothbrush like earlier today, but <laughs> used my main squeeze of a toothbrush that you stole from me First in of Toronto? All, I didn't steal this. Oh, I, sorry. I think you did. Okay. Sorry, she says. I think you did, eh? <laughs> that Canada is still rubbing off on you, is it? <laughs> it is, but I don't know. I feel like yesterday with the UK, I feel like we should be calling everybody our mates here at Fightful Overbook. The good blokes, the chaps. In it? In it? <laughs> In Bye. It? Well, <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, you got Sean talking about uh, dongs and clams while he's watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's something wrong with our with our our, our website. I don't know. <laughs> Not at, like with the people who work for us and on. Oh our yeah, home. that part I knew. I was like, I hope Fightful.com no. is okay. Dot com the <laughs> website is fine. AEW's website is also fine. It looks good. They just got an upgrade. I was saying earlier. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna put this toothbrush away. Uh, it's dead, by the way. I've used it too much. The battery ran down. Oh come on. Well, look at that. I mean, look. Also, come on. Like you got to change the brush head on this thing. It is. It was do for one but that's yeah. probably now your disgusting grimy teeth oh there's so much grime on the show why did i it's <sighs> gonna use this to to clone you but i can't do that now <laughs> good luck i don't think anyone needs that in an the army of kates no thanks i'm not reproducing either you're welcome so <laughs> <laughs> a decision made for all <laughs> oh my gosh for me first and foremost of course uh hey let's uh, let's dive right into it so uh leave a thumbs up you're here. You want to be here? Come and do that. Subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked. We're getting closer and closer to some big numbers that I want and I need. Uh, and uh, while you're here, drop us a super chat. Kate will tell you why in a second, but we have two. So let's just dive right into that. Gbro says, Scott Demore too, and not Tim call it in the ring. That sounds about right. That feels right to me. Joe Gacy and not Tim, I feel like is, is a little more accurate, but I'll take it. There. Papa, can you hear me? Uh, and then, uh, CEO, not much going on. How about that site redesign? Yes, yeah, CEO, I saw before we went live that you had replied to my <laughs> tweet about the AW site redesign. Yes, that's the leadoff story tonight. That's about it. Joseph. Yeah. What has my toothbrush done to you? We've got two pay-per-views to talk about. The last time we did the show, we were together. We were library besties in their little recording studio. That was shout before to- the pay-per-view happened. It feels like six years ago. It does. By the way, shout out to the Toronto Public Library for uh, setting us up with that last week. Yeah. That was so cool. So you could just go. They just had these little like podcast and video production rooms that you could reserve. And we walked our asses all the way there. It wasn't that far of a walk. It was just really hot that day. <laughs> if we, <laughs> we were been, so tired as opposed if, to today where we are so tired. So tired, but in our own homes. Uh, one thing that I, that I have to say, um, I know it didn't look like much. If you were watching us, we were literally like sitting in front of an iMac with a, a microphone in between us. If we had arrived earlier, if we had spent a little more time at that library, we could have done like a full ass setup. But uh, we ended up uh, showing up when we did and made the right choices just in time. So that worked out. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was that. Go ahead. Kate. Yeah, that was that was a wild one. Um, 
but it, it was really cool. Like they had they had green screens, they had full setups, they had multiple microphones if you needed or wanted them. Um, that was delightful. And then we finally ate, and then we went to the pay-per-view. But this is on the other side of that pay-per-view. Uh, and then we had a full week of wrestling, plus Money in the Bank, plus this AEW website redesign, which is an enormous deal. So, it's so big. Sean just retweeted my tweet saying the roster page looks so much better. So clearly this is oh a big gosh. deal. Is it accurate? Because that's usually their thing. So like, oh, yeah, we signed someone a month ago. <laughs> no. Nah. put them up. <laughs> I'm not even going to bother. I'm just going to assume it's not. That's fair. Good that's for fair. Them. Anyway, uh, you're not going to do your, you know, super chat support women thing. Yeah. Okay. So the thing is, people like Joel, and people like Sean, and people like Alex and Phil, and like they're all. Oh, we're so appreciative of the support. I expect it. I expect you to send in your super chats and your humper chats. Well, super chats for the show. We're working our asses off out here, okay? And if you don't send in Super Chats, if you don't subscribe to this channel, you don't support me, and therefore you don't support women. And in the U.S., the Supreme Court will just fuck with your rights anytime they feel like it. So I really appreciate it if you supported women because, yeah, we're going to need it as long as things keep trending in this direction. So if you don't send us your money, if you don't subscribe to this channel, you don't support women. So that's what's up. Wow. Very poignant. Very truthful and honest. I appreciate you, Kate. I appreciate your honesty. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Well, that's because Kim Gray dropped a super chat saying Sunday night Walmart shopping trip listening. Hey, enjoy Walmart. Uh, I was there this morning, actually. She's uh, so awesome. She's always popping into support. Because yeah. she gets it because she's another woman and she knows how important it is. That's right. Some of the most important people are women. Most of the most important people. Yeah, most. I mean, listen, you you met my wife. You met my partner. She uh, she I absolutely keeps my, keeps my stuff together. And uh, there you go. Someone's got to. <laughs> you ain't going to be my kid, tell you that much. That kid runs around <laughs> like a madman. Good Lord, he runs the house. He's cute as hell. Yeah, thank you for that. He's You're all welcome. right. He's asleep, He's the- thank God. He's the best. Yes, he is. So where do we want to start? I mean, we had a pay-per-view last night. I feel like we can do that or we can do a chronological order type of thing. Talk about Why don't we talk about both of the papes, but we'll talk about Forbidden Door lightly because it's been rehashed to death. But because we were there live and together, we should probably talk about that and the fact that I was so generous with my Twizzlers yeah, and the live experience. What'd you say? Pat LeBrad was real happy about that. <laughs> he, was, he was so sweet. Um, I can mention a couple of my thoughts on the the stage, which yeah. I haven't really talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> but let's start with Money in the Bank. I think it's a good idea to reverse engineer, and maybe we'll throw the SmackDown on top of that because those those kind of go hand in hand. There wasn't a lot that happened on the old SmackDown. To there, there wasn't a ton, but. Um... I think we were, you and I were talking about this last week or maybe even two weeks ago that the idea of them packing in the houses and then doing like the minimal set and making the crowd the focal point of the shows, they did that again in in the UK, in London. And I really, really enjoyed that. Um, And again, I want them to keep doing that when they go to a major city or just a different 
atmosphere, a different place for an event because this this works. When the crowd is the focal point, when the crowd is the stage, uh, it, you don't need a giant collision sized stage to make the uh, to make the room feel big. Uh, that, that's not a shot at AEW. That's just a shot at Kate for loving the collision. Joel shoots on AEW. <laughs> Listen, I, I I went and I did this, the press scrum. I wasn't tired. I was here. Okay, I made it. Wow, I'm here. Uh, I think it is cool and the right choice, and I also think it's a very convenient excuse to spend way less money, um, <laughs> or have people spend way more. What do you mean? I mean, from the the set building point, if you run a minimalist stage, that costs way less. Right, but I'm saying, but I'm saying the people who are coming to the shows then spend more, and they sit in those areas that are normally like not front row, but like they're they're lower bowl fronted seats. Sure. Like you're selling more seats, which to me, I mean, that's great. I love I love talking about how much money these ridiculous companies make and how like it's a big deal when you've got someone saying every event we do is a bigger gate than the last time we were here. And then this time they're saying London was a bigger, was the biggest gate they've done for a premium live event. And that's, that's massive. You know, I love watching that success happen. Tony Khan told us in the forbidden door uh, media scrum that this was the largest gate that they've had. And I was like, really with, with our dollar, like that's what you're doing. And I was pleasantly surprised. So I love watching the success of wrestling companies. Don't care about the tribalism. Um, I only like it when it's MLW. Other than that, I don't care. So oh, yeah, I mean, Ty um, came back and challenged Delny Excess. I was clearly we're doing that's, that's what's up. They definitely didn't tip their hand on who the champion is. Was uh, I, I? I don't put a ton of stock in the largest gate thing, only because when was the last time they were at these places is one thing. And then the other thing is everything in the world is more expensive. I know. Look at my grocery bill. Uh, when it's it's significant enough and the tickets are a higher amount, that's really cool to me. Uh, and that has been the case in a lot of times. But to your point, it's like they're also opening up more seats and it's also just a symptom of them going places more rarely, right? Like if AEW goes to Chicago, they don't have the biggest one anymore because they did 25 events in a really short amount of time there. So now, and none of that's bad, by the way, like if the scarcity is what makes it special, that works. Um, But I, I, I like the more minimalist sets as, as well. But I also think it's like, that's also a very convenient thing to, to to say. It's like, well, because of the fans are the focal point. I'm like, it also saves you an ass load of money. <laughs> it opens up room for more, which is true. Uh, so I I think it's, it's twofold. I think it's both the right choice and a very convenient financial decision in, in that process as well. But um, this was... Money in the Bank, I was like, it was more weird than good or bad to me. Um, there were a lot of just like kind of weird decisions, I felt like. And we're learning a little bit more about the circumstances of some of them. But give me give me an example. I'm just I'm curious. Is this is this um, match times? Is it uh, results? What what booking, exactly? Is booking like I feel like. Um, to not put it on LA Knight or Logan Paul. Like Damian Priest, I think, is a very interesting long-term choice. But 
when you hear the reactions for LA Knight, it's kind of like, how don't you pull the trigger? That's that's um, a Tony Khan complaint I have more often than WWE of like, how do you miss when someone's this white hot and the character that LA Knight is walking around with that thing? Like, man, if you were okay with not doing Logan Paul, putting on, on Damian Priest feels a little weird. However, I think long-term that could be a really cool choice. And I do like when Money in the Bank is used as, a, as more of a star maker. But he and LA Knight are the same age, by the way. So, like, if you're thinking of, like, oh, well, they want to put it on the young star, they're the same age. <laughs> um, and I also feel like it's very possible that that is a failed cash-in that leads to stuff with, with Damien and Finn for a really long time. Uh, weird things, number two, we now understand the circumstances a little bit more, but the Shayna and Rhonda stuff coming out of completely nowhere was very weird. Um Damage control seemingly breaking up in the match and then being at the presser together and not breaking up was weird. Um, so just a lot of stuff that felt off from the perspective of I don't necessarily disagree with how or the way it how it happened. It's just kind of like the circumstances that it happened under are just are kind of odd to me. Shayna and Rhonda makes a lot more sense because I think you do want to have that feud. Uh, before Rhonda leaves, I think it'll be the best feud she's had since her last return. Uh, but like you, you just you just smooshed our Isla and Alba to then just have them turn around and lose anyway is is kind of odd. Like it, uh, you might as well put the titles on the Spooky Witches and had Shayna and Rhonda cost each other, you know, whatever side you want to do that on instead of making them look bad, unifying the titles and, and going that way. So just things like that, where I don't necessarily think that the outcomes were a bad idea. It was just the, either the timing of them felt off or just kind of like a, huh. Um, so I guess what I'll have to do is I'll let it play out. So let me give you my, I'll, I'll give you my quick thoughts on, everything you just said, uh, just to rebut or, or agree. I agree with Shane and Rhonda being a weird choice. I was watching it. I watched later um, because it was 3 p.m. on a Saturday and I'm with my kid and it's Canada Day here in, in my neck of the woods. So like I was in and out. So I was like, put him down for, no, I didn't go for it. Whatever it was, I was watching things on a delay and then I caught up later and watched more of it. Uh, I saw the Rhonda turn or the Shana turn and I was kind of like, oh, that's, silly because of the tag team situation and yes we come to understand later dave Meltzer had reported that there's um a hard out is the word that he used on ronda's contract uh and that supposedly she is exercising that or that it's very soon coming up and SummerSlam might be the date and she wants to put over her friend on the way out sure why not i get it um if that gives something to Shayna baszler love it i would love to see Shayna baszler have uh, a big moment and and a and a big opportunity moving forward do i believe that that'll happen honestly no and that's only because ronda 2023 is not ronda 2018 that first run was inspired that first run had people excited looking forward to everything she was doing fantasy booking every opportunity they had because ronda was fresh ronda was new she was a massive star then she went away. Then she came back. And when she came back at that rumble, everyone said she didn't give a shit about being here. She still doesn't care about being here. And then they turned it into a, a, a heel persona. And then they effectively just turned her back last night because, I mean, her best friend just beat the crap out of her and left the ring. 
So why is Ronda a, a face again? I, that that part upset me. I would have had I would have had Shayna play Shades of Grey babyface and have Ronda stay heel because people don't care about Ronda Rousey and maybe maybe casual fans do. Uh, so I'll leave it I'll leave it at that. With the news that came out later on, I was like, yeah, okay, I don't I still don't love it. I would still prefer that they run this all the way to SummerSlam and then Ronda does the turn. Or sorry, Shayna does the turn on Ronda there, and then Ronda eventually comes back for number three down the line. Do a one-off, whatever it is. Have Shayna carry the feud. I don't care. It just felt like you've proven to us time and again that the women's tag division doesn't matter. And then you had Ronda be like, I'm going to lift this division up, and it's going to be amazing, and I'm going to work Tuesdays. And I'm like, okay, we'll see where this goes. And then clearly it's not going anywhere, which is like, that's dumb, but... That was that was kind of my feeling. Um, the damage control stuff. I think they're wavering back and forth with the Dakota Kai uh, situation and her eventually coming back. They have kept her in the entire time in the group. She's just been injured. That's cool. Whatever. Um, I don't know where that plays into the larger story, but I loved the end of the match. I loved EO getting the comeuppance and getting the one up and doing the the spot with the handcuffs and the big smile. And again, I mentioned, I, I was on um, wrestling observer live with Andrew Zarian today. And I mentioned that finish was so perfect because the end shot where it's the, 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 the wide shot where it's EO with the briefcase, just celebrating while you had Becky and uh, Becky and, and Bailey just like handcuffed on each side of the ladder, just like, yeah, good for them. Just like not giving a damn. It's so upset about it. I loved it. It was perfect. So I don't know where they're going to go with it. I'm willing to, like you said, let that play out. Damien Priest. I said since pretty much the beginning that Damien Priest was going to win. The parade of challengers every time for money in the bank for the men's, he was nowhere to be found. Instead, he was eating L's every week, which is traditionally the, we're going to give this guy money in the bank. Don't love that, but it was obvious if you thought about it. Uh, If they had just kept him away from the parade of challengers alone, forget the eating pinfalls, that would have been okay too. Um, him winning to me is larger part of the Judgment Day storyline. It's been Seth and Judgment Day for months now. This is a good opportunity to keep that going. I think Priest is going to get jumped out by JD McDonough. Uh, and then either Priest turns face or someone else gets jumped out. Either, either Priest gets jumped out or Finn gets jumped out. And honestly, I love the idea of Finn getting jumped out by his doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> but like, why do you need the money in the bank briefcase for any of that? Well, that's the thing. The money in the bank briefcase is, as we showed last night, the tension was created. It was Finn going for that final coup de gras, and then Priest kind of made that little, mm, and all of a sudden, it was like, what are you doing, bro? And that was that created that tension. I don't know where it goes from there. Why do you need money in the bank? Because Damian Priest will inevitably be a, a major player, right? We had the report on FIFA Select, past five bucks in the business, by the way, uh, that WWE is high on, on on Judgment Day. And I think that's great. I think it's true. I think you see that. That being said, they're starting to prove individually that they are very good at doing this. Collectively, I don't know if they need to stay together. Uh, so I don't okay, know. Okay, so here's my problem with all of that. Okay. You had Damian Priest, who when you had him as a face with the IC title was over as hell. You had Finn Balor, who we've known what he can do. Now you're just figuring out how great the parts of this are. I My yeah. whole thing with all of this Dominic stuff 
was then how much they are the the sum is weaker than the parts like it i have hated the way that this to me has felt like it has more held back damian priest and finn balor than helped them and i also think there's there's no way anybody is going to convince me that damian priest having this briefcase a is something that's going to be integral to the story of them breaking up because you could do it without it and b is a better choice than la night walk around with this thing for months heels are full of each other's shit they don't trust each other when a title's on the line a group will disband that's what we're dealing with here you've got finn and priest both wanting that title and if you lose, if one of them has a, a leg up, the other one is going to be jealous. For LA Knight, you give him the briefcase and then what? He's not going to go after Roman Reigns. He's not going to go after, why would he go after Seth Rollins? He was just, there's, there isn't is enough. The main roster split yeah. is fake. It is. I get that. But I'm saying that if you're trying to tell a larger story with who's going to feud with Seth Rollins, LA Knight's not the one. If, if he's getting. If no, come on. If he's not getting jumped that. out anyway, not for that. I would have LA Knight win the US championship, start him there, have him on a big well, they, they now owe us a proper face turn and dethroning Austin Theory because that guy winning with a drop kick and doing whatever he's doing ain't it, man. The, it is bad. But kick. my point is hold on the drop kick. I don't think people gave that enough thought. And I think I've seen a few people figure it out. The drop kick was simple. You had a guy who the week before got the spike to the throat. So what does Theory do? Yeah, the roll through is stupid. But what does he do? He does a drop kick to the guy's throat, which is already injured, and he gets the one, two, three. It's a pretty simple trope, and we can't give WWE shit for you know having matches that. Again, it's not. You're not going to hit him over the head all the time with this, but that's what that no. was. That was the match. That was the whole point of that. He thing. doesn't have that drop kick, but the point being. If somebody is going to jump you out of your group anyway, which it sounds like is the plan, you definitely don't need the money in the bank, brief, bank briefcase to do it. You can just build up alliances. If JD McDonough is coming to the picture, there's absolutely no need to do that with the money in the bank briefcase. What do you do with LA Knight? You have him cash in after a few months and win against Seth Rollins. It's super easy. It's not it can, though, because LA Knight, yeah, he's getting, he's getting a, big reaction don't get me wrong but like i don't know how many people are sitting there being like yeah this guy's going to be the next world champion that's the thing that people are kind of like not coming around uh, to yet yeah twitter bubble i swear to god you go to his show and talk to person one x who doesn't you know interact as much they'll be like yeah this guy's cool i like the yeah it's very straightforward and people he, it. you're he out of your mind it. he's fine but he's not like winning the world title Ray mysterio world. was getting booed with this guy he's this over in puerto rico he's this over in london he's this over in america do it we're just gonna learn nothing from daniel bryan a decade ago then we just, clearly didn't. That's fine. Instead, we'll get Damian Priest. People are at the point that they were with Brian Danielson and that all the other person has to do is not be LA Knight and that person is getting booed. It is so stupid with LA Knight's personality and how over he is to not give him the money in the bank briefcase. I'm sorry. That is just all sorts of silly. That is being completely tone deaf to your fan base. Here's, here's the problem with LA Knight. Okay. At the end of the day, here's the problem. Nothing gets to LA Knight's character right now. That 
doesn't there's no if there's nothing that gets to his character then it's going to get boring fast what's the thing that someone says that's going to set him off and piss him off to the point where he is a believable ass kicker because i don't see that yet other than him just making fun of someone in the ring and then yeah he'll win the match but like that's not good enough to me. I want to see that other gear. I want to see that other thing that pisses LA Knight off and that he takes it out on somebody. Give me a mean streak. Sure. You know how you can do that? With the Money in the Bank briefcase. No, because the Money in the Bank is just a guy holding a briefcase and talking shit. And that's the way that he already has. Have you considered that maybe his booking has been absolute dog shit and the reason he hasn't had a mean streak is because they don't know how to book this guy because they've been force-feeding him as a heel when he's getting face reactions and putting him in these random awful matches against poor Santos Escobar and randomly Rey Mysterio and... There's been no sensical booking to this guy. If you gave him a second, look at what he did with the Bray Wyatt feud. He was the only good part of all that nonsense. Give him an actual feud. Give him the briefcase and watch what this guy can do. It's so insane to me. It is so tone deaf to me. Like, he's for all of the chasing back to the Attitude Era bullshit that Vince McMahon does, he's got the guy who is the closest feeling thing to The Rock that they have, I would argue Ricky Starks is in AEW, like, and they just continue to be like, eh, he's not the guy. Come on, man. There's been, he has never been properly booked since that Bray Wyatt feud, which ended with a monster mini golf match. You give that guy the briefcase, you give people going after the briefcase, and you give that guy an actual feud, which they have yet to do since the Bray Wyatt thing. Despite being in LA for WrestleMania, absolute, absolute right guy to hold that briefcase. So the briefcase is a crutch. Does LA Knight need a crutch to get over? It doesn't have to be a crutch. But traditionally it is. Literally um, everyone except maybe John Cena, it's been a crutch. It's been something to elevate the talent that was missing something before or wasn't doing something before. It was used as an FU. It was used as a, this is my time. It was used as something. It was used as a crutch. Does LA Knight need the crutch? Or can LA Knight win, say, the US title and build his way up like that? You just told me something was missing and now it's not enough of a crutch. No, I'm asking, is the Money in the Bank briefcase to you enough of a crutch to build up LA Knight? Or is LA Knight... I don't, think it, ne- I don't think it needs to be a crutch. I think you can have... Him walking around with it, being who he is, and having people wanting him to put it on the line, having him taunting both champions. Like, it doesn't always have to be, God, it's everything in this company adversity. Like, can we Cody move on? Not adversity. Can, we get, can we stop that? The Cody thing is not adversity. Cody losing a match is not adversity. He won last night. He got injured. He came back. He won. You know, he how lost to WrestleMania. How is it not adversity? He lost to WrestleMania. All he does is lose. No, it's not. He lost. He won last night. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 
He lost and people injured, got injured. Injured his shoulder, came back, won Royal Rumble, lost at Mania, injured again, getting his ass kicked by Brock Lesnar all over the place. They, their whole story with this is that he has to earn his way back to the title. This is hard times, but bad. <laughs> Look, it is. And if it's not adversity, what the hell is it? I beat Dominic Mysterio. Good for you, bro. No. No, I'm sorry. They they're the ones that are the telling us it's adversity. Are they though? Or is it a bunch of people yelling? What else is it? What else is it? It's him. I'm losing. injured. I lose. I'm injured again. <laughs> he lost, I'm getting he, my ass kicked. Loses by one match at WrestleMania, and people lose their shit. And then he loses on a what a tap? Not even a tap out. A pass out to to Brock Lesnar, and suddenly that's adversity. He's injury, been winning injury, every other match. Losing in big spot, losing in a big spot, winning against Dominic Mysterio. Remember Hangman Page? Was that adversity every time when he lost all with the ten man tag? When he lost yes. leading up to the to the uh, <laughs> to the match with Kenny? I don't think it was. Yes, adversity. it was. It was absolutely. That was his story of him doubting himself the entire time. That was him being an anxious millennial cowboy. That was him sabotaging himself. Cody's not sabotaging himself. He's just losing to Brock Lesnar. I don't think it's adversity. And being injured. Then I, what is it? Because it, it's just bad then. It's it's flat out. It's, it's a different story, but it's not adversity. I think this adversity thing is turning into a meme that just makes no sense. Makes no sense. The only thing they've told us about this guy is that he's been injured. He's going after the title that his dad had. He's losing that title. That is, he lost it in the biggest possible spot. Uh, he did a, a little interview where he called Sean half his friend, half not, uh, and talked about how devastating that was to him. He gets his ass kicked by Brock Lesnar. He can't beat Brock. So because he's beating Dominic, like, if it's not adversity, please tell me what it is. Because, like, from a from a feud-by-feud feud perspective, fine. But, like, what is this entire character perspective? Wrestler who lies and gets his way to a title match. <laughs> I mean, they're the one shoving adversity down our throat more than anything with this. The amount of video packages I saw of this guy with his injuries and him coming back from injury. They're the ones that have been telling us that, man. No, I can't buy that. It's not adversity. No, that's on. That's that's your view of the product. That's your view of the uh, of the show. I get it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna face. I'm not gonna uh, land base you for it. I'm not gonna make fun of you for it. Well, it's not just like you. You keep saying that both of these things like it's the Twitterverse. Sometimes they're. If it's not that, then what is it? Like it just. All, the only thing they've told us is things that make it sound like he's in this downfall, and we're gonna have to wait forever for it to get paid off. That's an adversity story. To me, this story is an ebb and flow. It's continued to be an ebb and flow. He's lost a couple of matches, but he hasn't been, you know, beat down to the point where he is, you know, down out and that's it. Now he's got to come back for it. Yeah, he got beat down by Brock Lesnar. He lost to Roman Reigns after a bunch of people got involved. Like the whole story with him is that he got screwed at WrestleMania. He did, and they didn't win. And now he's building himself back up. And whatever that means, it's not adversity. He didn't get, yeah, they did the arm break thing. He took the cast off. They aren't playing it off as like 
my arm is the only thing I have. I, just <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know how it can be considered anything else when his entire arc has been, I lost at WrestleMania. I've gotten injured twice. And now I be Brock or I beat Dominic as my, my big W he's going to get his ass handed to him in the garden by Brock, I think on, on Friday. So we'll see. Oh, well, they're going to set that up uh, for SummerSlam. Sure, do it in the garden. That's a perfect place to do it. Cody will start his whole, you know, my dad, my dad, and then Brock's going to come out and beat the shit out of him. That's fine. Right. Yeah, and then they'll do... further away from his dad's title the longer we go. Yeah, and and then eventually you'll get to WrestleMania Liberty in in Philadelphia, and that's where he wins it. Because right now, the story, again, as I've said a hundred billion times at this point, is not about Cody beating Roman right now. The story is about Roman elevating his family members, which guess what? He just did again last night. That story did stuff for the Usos. Did quite a bit for the Usos, if you ask me. It's going to lead into SummerSlam, which is another big opportunity for the Usos. That was well done. I don't know. I don't know what meat on the boat there is with Cody. He's perpetually over, don't get me wrong, but like for... I don't know how it can be anything other than like an adversity storyline. You just got to get a little deeper with it. That's all. Gbro uh, with the super chat saying adversity's nuts. <laughs> that's delightful. <laughs> I do like that one. There was a, someone else that sent a super chat. Oh, also Gbro saying I feel like an army of Cates is worth funding. I don't well, know. Thank you. That. I don't know about that. I agree. I mean, you can keep giving us money, but I don't know. Then then you Cody give us money so I can get my toothbrush back. Oh, this thing? No, I'm gonna. I'm going to break this on the air. You're going to break stuff? I'm going to break stuff. It's just one of these days. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's going to be a WrestleMania 40. That's when they're going to do it. They're going to bring out Liberty and the Liberty Bell. She's going to ring the Liberty Bell. They're going to win the title. He'll be a Roman without a reign and the title without the family. All the, the stuff that he said before Mania 39 is just going to play off again. I'm, I'm sorry, the what? What? The, the Roman stuff that he said before Mania 39? Yeah. Is going to be your build to Mania 40, but he's going to have gotten beaten down along the way. Adversity! <laughs> I, mean, I didn't say he would get beaten down along the way. I just said it's going to lead is. into it. He's probably not going to... I don't think he's going to win the Rumble. I think he'll probably win an Elimination Chamber at this rate. If he doesn't have a downfall and build himself back up, that's even more boring. <laughs> still over. Still gets cheered by the crowd. He's an injury-prone oh. loser. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, main event. Okay. I, I liked the ending. I hated the match because it was very much the prototypical Michael PS Hayes told me how this match should go. So we're going to do it. Stop with the ref bump, please. For the love of God, there's a lot of stuff that just is great. But the fact that a 20 minute Roman match, I can watch the last five minutes and get everything in. That, that's that's a problem. That's the New Japan main event style that bugs me sometimes too, where nothing matters until the last seven minutes of a, of a 20, 20 to 60 minute match. So uh, yeah, I love, again, I loved the finish. I love the callback. Everyone's pointed it out by now. First time Roman was pinned in WWE, it was in that Shield versus Usos, Dolph Ziggler and 20 other people match. Um, and that was... Uh, yeah, that was that was that was a big deal. Love that finish. Jey Uso gets his comeuppance on his uh, on his tribal chief. <laughs> what do you think of this whole thing? I liked a lot of it. I 
it did feel like it took a lot to get going. Like it, it got a lot better toward the middle and the end, but it was pretty exhaustive. Um, the entrances being their own 20 minute thing when Finn and Seth got like 12 minutes or whatever. No, it's definitely not a second runner up title. <laughs> Even though Seth has defended it more in a month than Roman has the year. Um, I, yeah, it, it's kind of leather rinse repeat as it is with a lot of the bloodline stuff, but the, the ending was great. And I think there's a lot of things that you can do with it. Um, you can run this back at SummerSlam. You can have Solo start to question which side he chose in all of this. Um, the promo on Friday on SmackDown I really liked because Jay had said something to the effect of, I don't want to be the tribal chief. Like, Solo can have that if he wants to hop over to this side. And that was like, oh, interesting. Does he really not want to be the tribal chief? Or is he just using that as a manipulative play to get Solo to come over? Like, there's a lot of really, really fun wrinkles here that can go in a lot of different directions. Um, but him pinning Roman shoulders to the mat was like a very satisfying moment as a fan. I just hope that the execution doesn't get screwed up from here on out. Cause that does feel like, like Alex said it on our post show that that makes it feel like maybe it's more of like, that's your consolation prize for not winning the title, which I don't think resolves the story. Um, which is, is kind of a bummer because to me, Jay's Jay's the guy if it wasn't Cody this past year or Sammy this past year. Um, yeah, but what if it's Cody next year? Like, got to say an inappropriate thing. Blew your load on that um, at 39. Uh, can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, as uh, Alan Cheapshot said. That was about as well phrased as I'd ever heard it. Um, but I... I, for where it stands now, I thought it was a really, really great decision. I thought it was a whole lot of fun. And I'm glad that the Usos won because it just makes it a lot more interesting as far as what Solo's role plays in it. Right now, it feels like Solo might be the guy. And while Jay would be my first choice, Solo would be completely a made star if he was the one to beat Roman. Um, I think he's been picture perfect in this role for the most part that, that Solo has. So if that's what they're going to do. That's awesome. It's just a matter of how are you going to extend this to Rumble or Mania season. So it's uh, it's an interesting that's an interesting creative thing that they're going to have to work through. What if Roman joins the Rumble and wins this year? They do the Brock Lesnar, no one's on my level thing from 2020, but they actually play it out that Roman wins the rumble goes let's say he goes coast to coast but realistically like oh who knows but let's let's say he does it any good or no i can see you rolling your eyes so i don't think you're a big fan of that i just feel like he would never like if he lost it between now and then like if he lost it and then entered like at rumble and then entered rumble just doesn't feel like he needs it like if you're champion that long and it's still within the story like that's a situation where a return shot works i feel like um so i i don't think so because it just feels like they've invested so much in him that i would like to see royal rumble go to someone that feels a little bit more like a, oh all right let's see what this guy's got like solo <laughs> like solo like solo but i feel like of all of the stories the bloodline doesn't need it because there's so much personal motivation there that it should be whoever's going after 
Um, the heavyweight championship should probably be the one to get it. But if they do what they did with Elimination Chamber, I guess you got to have someone win win both of them. But yeah, so one one thing with that match uh, that I really enjoyed is it does reintroduce Jay and Jimmy to the world title picture, which is good. It conti- it makes the story with the bloodline um, kind of reset in a different way. Cause you've now pinned Roman Reigns, which, which is a big thing. Uh, and on top of that, you've added more to solo Sokoa. I think I talked about this with Jeremy, where I said, you can't pin solo again because solo got pinned at Saudi Arabia in the tag match. So you couldn't do it again because then it makes solo look like a bitch. And Roman doesn't want to do that to his number one guy because he's he's afraid of that guy. Yeah. So instead, the story is going to shift to a few different things, which I love. Like this, this again, this resets the story in a certain way where there will be a little bit of crisis of conscience from Roman Reigns who just got pinned in a match. And now you have to tell the story of the Usos and potentially Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, which again is the header for tonight's video because I, I thought to myself like, they're going to come out and be like, we pinned you or Jay pinned you. And I think Jay's going to be like, I deserve the title shot. And then Roman's going to say, you do. But so does Jimmy because he helped you. And how about the three of us go at it? It'll be a triple threat. Let's see if blood is bigger than the title. And then it just becomes the gaslight is back in effect. But now you have Solo involved. How is Solo going to react? Is he going to help his brothers or is Solo going to help the tribal chief keep his title? There's a lot at play here, but I don't know where they go at SummerSlam, that's just the feeling to me, is they do an Usos-Roman triple threat. That could be an interesting way to go about it. And then Solo um, is... He factors into the finish. Yeah, and he can be kind of... You could still see whichever side you want to play that. That's a that's a fun way to go about it. Um, I thought the it should be noted, too, like the, the acting in these is always... Like, Roman was apoplectic, and that was a really, really fun thing. Uh, and Jay and Jimmy were the right level of elated, and Solo was the right level of whatever Solo is <laughs> and his emotion that he has. Uh, I I thought it was at the the at the event specifically was a really really well executed piece of that, but they got to figure out a way around. Like, oh my gosh, a ref bump caused this chaos. To your point. I just, we see so many ref bumps every week across all of television that it's so exhausting. Um, but I agree with you. A triple threat would be a, a fun way to do it. It would also allow you to, if you did still want Jay to be the guy, you could advance it that way too. If there's, if there's some sort of booking that sets up a one-on-one or like, um, you know, at some point Jimmy gets taken out, right? And then it's just Jay and Roman solo is nowhere to be found or whatever there's a lot of things that you can do let's uh hit a couple of these super chats caden thinks he's funny doing the sock on bit that everyone does to sean that we all know about because guess what we all watch the shows or at least we all talk to each other on these post shows so. yeah but it does allow me to say sock on these nuts guy sends a super chat saying 1767 days until roman beats bruno <laughs> san martino's reign come on let's go let's do it how much? How how many well, years? No. That? no, thanks. I'm good. But that's the adversity right there. The adversity. That's not adver- Do you know what adversity means? Like no. this whole episode, I feel like you don't know what the I'm word Canadian. adversity means. I'm Canadian. Uh, Chris, you Fire. spell it wrong, but <laughs> no, we we spell that right. We spell other things differently. 
better even. I also I, I say wrong as like an American wink and a nod, by the way. <laughs> or do you? Uh, I do, because we bastardize everything. That's true. It's awful. How about uh, the metric system? Like we're just we're just yeah, out like, here, man. It's it's twenty seven degrees. It's not a hundred and eighteen. Like, come on. Well, we just like to turn it up to 100, you know what I mean? Nope, I don't. Chris Fire sent us a super <laughs> chat saying, I don't believe WWE sees Jay Uso as the face of WWE, and the guy beat Roman. So I think, I don't know what you're trying to say here. Going, going be The next. guy to beat Roman, going, who's going to be the next face of WWE. I just included words that I decided you meant. So I'm sorry yeah, let's, let's go with that. if the sentiment was incorrect. I don't think he's the next face of WWE. I think it's possible he's the next guy to beat Roman because I don't think he needs a monster reign. And I think anybody who has a monster reign after a three and a half year reign or whatever this ends up being is going to be, that would be exhausting. So if, if, if Jay is the guy, or even if Solo's the guy, I don't think you need a super, super long reign out of this. So I don't think he needs to be like the next face of it. Uh, if it is transitional to Cody or whatever, that's perfectly fine because Cody doesn't have to beat Roman for it. Cody just has to win the title, right? So he could beat Jey Uso or Solo. He has that win over Solo Sokoa that's sitting out there, right? So um, I, I'm fine with him winning because it's the best tribute you could pay to the story. Um, or as Joel would say, the story. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, stop it. Uh, but uh, I can't believe they let you into my country. I can't believe it either because I've got so many felonies in my back pocket. But uh, so felonies, <laughs> your last name is Zarian <laughs> or Haynes. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, we'll see if they let you into America because you're a big toothbrush dealer. So, so what's funny is like I'm now debating what my next trip is going to be. Uh, Cause and we'll go back to money in the bank in a sec, but like, so I wouldn't mind doing SummerSlam in Detroit, but I feel like Sean's going. So what the hell am I going to do? And if Sean's there, I assume his partner is going to be there and then I'm useless. So I'm probably not going to go. Yes, uh, you don't need to, you don't need to go to Detroit. You're good. No, I've been <laughs> I to, promise. I went to WrestleMania 23. I don't want to go to Detroit. Um, <laughs> You're fine, Caden. Don't worry. Everyone just makes that. <laughs> We're just being silly. Joke. <laughs> We're just being silly up yeah. on there. Uh, and then what else is coming? And that's the Philly, thing. Philly, baby, come to Philly. Oh, I, I would love to do another WWE pay per view because I really enjoyed doing those media scrums, and that's something that AEW um, doesn't do they do the press scrums right afterwards where, where tony's there and everyone watches on youtube they don't do the the same stand-ups that sean got to do and i got to do in montreal and i really enjoy those and i want another opportunity to do those um so i'm thinking wwe right now in my brain uh, i don't know what the next opportunity would be there is philly for mania but i feel like sean's gonna be there too there's pittsburgh for payback but i doubt they're gonna do much there um so yeah we'll see we'll see where uh, where survivor series lands but I was thinking of going to Grand Slam, and that's September 20th. Ooh, I can I went, take you out of my sister's apartment again. That's right. We can do that. I can stay with the I can stay with the Zarians or something because they'll be down the road. Or I can stay at that really weird hotel I stayed at the first time. Did you know that? No, never mind. Not uh, offline. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> offline points. So I um I was debating going to that, and then. I don't know if you saw the reports. You remember the, the whole Goldberg wrestling retirement match in Israel thing? You're going to Israel? So 
that show got announced, not with Goldberg. Goldberg has not been announced to be on this show, but Sting has been announced to be on the show along with like a plethora of other wrestling stars, past and present. And they're doing a show it's in Jerusalem the Sting. night before Rosh Hashanah. So they're doing the show the night before the Jewish New Year in like in Israel, in, in the holiest city in the world, according to the Jews. And I'm like, kind of want to cover this show. So now Do you gotta- think you see the debut of just five Jews. That's what I'm going to go and try to set up. I want to find just five Jews and bring them to the show. I, I mean, literally every other person in there will be just a Jew. So maybe it'll be like just 5,000 Jews. I don't know. Uh, I really regret talking about this show now. Sean is good morning. What is the matter with you? you I can't hear you all. <laughs> it's very quiet. Turn up the volume. Well, that was great. That was the best run-in. Wow. Wow. So subscribe to Fightful Select for all of what Sean just said. <laughs> he hasn't been on In the Weeds this week, and it was great. Oh, it's no been way. so it's been so much easier. It's been so peaceful. I love it. Yeah, that. it's Sean has a, a habit of running in on me and Alex too, like right as we're about to sign off, which I'm convinced is an intentional rib. He's like, these they never shut up for two hours. I'm gonna come in at like 155 mark. <laughs> <laughs> I, I learned long ago that if I spend an entire day looking at Sean Ross Sapp's face as I edit his videos from these events, I'm probably going to have to see him the next day. And here we go. Oh, uh, well. I just spent like two days staring at your face, Sean. Why are we doing Hi, this? Bella. It's good to see you. Sean. We're just doing this. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi, Duncan. Why are you awake? Go to bed. You know, the more I think about it, I don't need to hear you guys for when I show up on shows anyway. Um, why would I be in bed? Why wouldn't you? Three in the morning? It's two in the morning. You uncultured piece don't of trash. There. We don't you start. You, how, how do you think you would survive in Israel? I think I'd survive great. I have friends there. Soft. So here's the deal. Uh, somebody says, how's the weed in London? I wouldn't know or else I'd be asleep right now. Yeah. <clears throat> that was a big struggle. But here's the way I looked at it. I had to wake up early Wednesday to go do stuff with Wrestle Talk. I had to wake up early to do media on Friday. Why do I need to be on local time after that? What benefit is it to me? to be on local British time tonight when I got to fly back tomorrow afternoon. You got to trick your body, man. You got to trick the body. Because you're sick and exhausted, so you should go to bed. (laughs) No, 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 no. But uh, that ain't happening, first off. But um, Is it because you're watching Naked and Afraid? You just don't want to. I wish. I wish I was. I wish I was right now. Instead, I've been watching Naked Attraction. Do you know what that is? I don't know what that is. Oh, Joel knows what that is. That pervert knows what that is. So (laughs) we go on a beautiful walk and a stunning bike ride uh, that was very smooth. Nothing terrible happened at all. And (laughs) my wife is yelling at me. My wife definitely didn't crash her bike violently. Oh, poor thing. I said didn't. I said didn't. Why oh, are you laughing? My bad. I said it didn't happen. No, I I understand. Gotcha. I definitely didn't have to teach a grown woman how to ride a bike. But 
<laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. let me tell you, I was scooting. I was getting it. If she wasn't there, I would have just left the whole city in the dust. It was amazing. Oh, boy. But I had to do that. So we, we roll into the hotel room, and it's on TV4, whatever the hell it is. And we just got a big uncircumcised dong on the TV. <laughs> and I'm like, she came in here to change earlier. What was she watching? <laughs> what really distracted her from that bike crash? You know what I mean? Then there was a well-manicured clam just clamming it up right there next row over and there was a woman that was deciding like which of which did these did she prefer because she likes men and women which is a thing joel if if you know i don't know if you know anybody like that anyway um and it's a dating show where they decide who they want generally based off of penis vagina or boobs Wait, that's two for the gals column, though. That's not fair. Well, that's also true. Some men, you know, the larger. Yeah, sure. Men, it, it's pretty wild. Um, pretty wild. What um, I did you watch? Huh? to find out. What the funny mean? thing is, I put on Twitter, "What is this dick and clam show?" <laughs> on UK TV, and everybody knew what it was. It's an event. It's clearly an event. Everybody knew exactly what it was. And they got one of the most awkward fellas ever on there. He was very, very quiet. And let me tell you, you could tell the first woman that he eliminated, he had some regrets about that. He was not happy with himself. He was like, <laughs> it's like when you realize you left left the oven on at home. Like, that's how bad it was for him. <laughs> it was rough. Oh, no. And then there are some you can tell, you can tell these people have made up their minds and they're just making the runner up feel better by making them go further in the competition and they had no intent of picking them. It's just, they, they wanted to seem like a more noble person or whatever. Hey, whatever you, how you play the game is how you play the game. But I'll tell you what's funny. This awkward dude picked this girl. They go on a date. He's like, Oh, I got to play it cool and cut it really short. And then gives her like the fastest. Oh no, you've got strep throat, but I'm not going to see you for a month. Cause you're going to be a broad kiss that I've ever seen. <laughs> it was so sad, so pathetic. And then it goes three weeks later and they see each other and she's like, yeah, I would love to go out with him again. And he goes, Oh, shoo. Great news. I'm like, what? Y'all ain't talking three weeks. The episode before they had already banged, been on several dates, spent the night with each other and split up. You, you like watched the show. Oh yeah. I watched the show. <laughs> you can't watch it in America. Hold on. At least not till Fightful Select does it. Well, yeah. I was going to say people in the chat talking about Fightful Select review for this show. When people want a review of this, of you watching. I don't know who we have that's single. Well, just Everybody's, reviewing the show, not, yeah, I, not I, I Oh, reviewing the show. I mean, no, we're doing the show. Oh, wow. That's I'm going to host the show. You're, okay. This sounds awful. Let's go. Bye. I'm <laughs> trying to think of who would be available. 
No, the, all of this sounds awful and just an HR violation. Terrible. I mean, idea. honestly, Presta should host this show. Yes. Oh my God, if, Presta, if should, host Presta host should host the show. Presta for sure. Should, yeah. My God. The most unhinged opportunity right there, and she would just. God, so well. she'd do so well. We'd have like twelve thousand <laughs> subscriptions tomorrow. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Every episode is just Cher Delaware trying to pick somebody because she gets tired of everybody. She says no to everyone. That's, that's, that's every episode. She yeah. hates everybody. We got we're just gonna remake next, and it's just gonna be Cher just like mm, next. I can't believe those shows happen. Like they said the corniest, goofiest shit. Man. Somebody says SRS trying to put the hump in Humper Chats. Listen, <laughs> our Wednesday show would be called The Hump if The Bump didn't exist. I just don't want people to think it's a parody of The Bump. I would just like The Hump generally as a name with no connection to The Bump whatsoever. I, I'm genuinely sad that, that I can't do that because it would appear as a uh, parody. At least you wouldn't get struck for it. I think it. maybe you underestimate or you overestimate the reach of the bump. <laughs> no, maybe not. I do, but let's be real. They, they've they taken some of our ideas in the past, so. Yeah, hmm. I've got an entire bad booking philosophy around it. Good stuff. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, I'm bummed because, like, I, Naked and Afraid's, like, a recap show tonight, so. I am not naked, but I'm watching naked people, and I am very afraid of what I've seen. But that's fair. Like we couldn't stop watching it either. It was really like a train wreck TV show, and they would do these. <laughs> they would do these zooms in on the crotch with this rotating camera, <laughs> and I just keep thinking. Like, if Righteous Reg were reviewing this, it would be, like, the gun's entrance. Because it's got the camera that just goes around and everybody's <laughs> like, yo, this entrance is crazy! And Reg is just like... <laughs> the camera walked around him. What's the big deal? <laughs> okay, so Cresta hosts the show, but Reg does, like, all the confessionals. Reg... Yeah. <laughs> Reg would do an alternate commentary, for sure. Yeah, no, that would rule. It this. was at cinema. Yes, uh, the the <laughs> awkward dude was doing some Roman Reigns like hand in his head. Oh no! Can't believe I did that after he eliminated the first girl, and she was pretty too. So I was like, "Man, you screwed up, bro. Sorry." Yikes! Everybody, everyone has the one that gets away. I get it. Making decisions yeah. off of clams. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> says, "Cressa, Reg, and Caden." I saw Caden angling for it. Look at this. I'm single. Nobody wants to see that. Apparently, we're doing naked attraction. Oh, um, I think he's hinting here. <coughs> oh, man. Someone in the what chat is, is also saying uh, the buff is the greatest thing WWE has ever done. <laughs> Listen, even if you're not being sarcastic, I think you're right. <laughs> Spoken like somebody who has never watched the bump. I used to love when the bump was on in the morning and I had nothing else to do. Or it was just background noise. Always a sign of a great show. I have nothing else to do. So you know, I, I, I bet if I was a kid, I bet if I was a kid, I would love the bump legitimately. Because I would, I was watching Mania on Saturday mornings. I watched Bret Hart versus Buddy Landell on WWF Mania on Saturday morning. Then on Sunday, I'd get up and watch Action Zone. I loved it. 
Did you ever watch Bite This? I didn't have the internet then. I had web TV back then. I, um, yeah, I think we talked about this. That's funny. It was terrible. I didn't really have the internet until like 2001. There was, yeah, there was Bite This, and then there was Live Wire. That was the one. That was the Saturday so, TV show. Yeah, that one was on WGN, or maybe it was on USA. Blast Off was on WGN, but I would watch Live Wire too, which was effectively a talk show. It was a very interesting concept that show usa was just like yeah anything we can get bro and then there was excess but that was a different that was the magazine show i love that or no not excess uh, confidential confidential was great i have a dvd of best of confidential um i would love to buy just like a blu-ray of all the confidential episodes ever are they on peacock i don't know i know that they did have them on the og network for a while they did well, then I can use NordVPN.com slash Fightful and get that. Even though, I'll say this, they're taking a break this month. They'll be back in August. I still want you guys to support them because um, they're a great sponsor. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so let me tell you one of the funniest things about the UK is listening to British people try to do that. And I <laughs> yes. do mean try. <laughs> Yeah. It's yep. One of those. Yes. Yeah. Yes. One of those. I'm yelling in a hotel right now at two in the morning. Yeah, you but yeah. it was sad. It was sad. and uh, I did a little spot with Tom Campbell of Cultaholic today, um, which was nice. But I'll give you all a little spoiler. They they asked me my least favorite thing about the UK. Nobody here can walk worth a fuck. Yeah. Yep. 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 Faces yeah. in their phone. Yep, 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 yep. What it do? Uh, Skip Sheffield Ryback fan right there. Joel Pearl. Nobody here can walk worth a damn. I've constantly got to be like, like putting my elbow up because people are just going to barrel right into me. It is terrible. Nobody has any concept of direction or anybody else's space or willing to move out of the way or like anticipating where somebody might go. Here's a little secret in the U.S. Just go right all the time. You're walking down the street. You're about to run into somebody. Just go right. Follow the rules of the road. Well, they don't have any rules of the road here in London. They drive on the sidewalks. They don't care. But, uh, other, on well, sidewalks, like, by the it kind of makes sense that maybe some people would be prone to bike accidents if that was the case. Nobody had a bike accident. Nobody had a bike accident. No, obviously not. Like, with you a- guys, I just mean in general, mm-hmm. it seems like a dangerous trend. You know, hypothetically, if a bike accident were to happen, I would, I would say that maybe a parked vehicle wasn't anywhere around on a relatively empty street. <laughs> I can feel the side eye you're getting. <laughs> how would that person feel after undergoing such shame and pain? I hope that person would be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Close. <laughs> See, we got him out of here. That was uh, the goal. That was I didn't even have to talk about uh, money this time. Oh, he's back. <laughs> Yup. That didn't work well. No. <laughs> I was afraid I ended the show. I was afraid I hit the end button. I was so scared, guys. Oh, God. oh no. How was the food? I hear nothing but great things about British cuisine. Okay, so what I am realizing, and um, 
So I, I've been trying to get in better shape for something that I might hypothetically be training for. And not a bike race to clarify, <laughs> not a bike race for sure. Even though I'd win, but, um, I realized how many preservatives are in all of our food in the U S like it's a stupid amount of preservatives that are in everything. Cause over here, everything tastes mild compared to what I eat in the South. So now like I'm going to be taking extra looks at what I eat because, uh, I feel like I might have a heart attack just based on a normal diet. Uh, I'll tell you one thing that I love. They got these little connectable bottle caps over here for recycling. Well, that's nice. Little flippy do bullshit. Little over there. flippy do's. That's really cool. <laughs> uh, the candy over here tastes different. Have you had the? They've cat- got like they've got like Skittles without shells here. They have really big Skittles that suck. You told us I ate one of those Skittles, and you know what I did. I threw it on the ground. <laughs> not a part of your system. My dad I was not, not a, a part of the system. My dad's not a cell phone. You can't listen, me hot I, dog, man. I'm not joking. Did I or did I not throw a bag of Skittles on the ground in rage? The whole bag. I was That's not having a part of this. Wasteful. Listen, it ain't natural, and I ain't going to let them push their lifestyle on me. Skittles are supposed to be small and hard. Hmm? Just like they can attraction. I've got a full English breakfast or a fry. I wonder if that's ever happened on Naked Naked Attraction. I wonder if they've got like outtakes where dudes just boom, or if some woman just starts dripping. Well, and just like that, Joel's going to have to request a review of our monetization on this particular case. <laughs> <laughs> We were doing so good too. We were using the word clam. Let's be real. It's the best episode y'all have ever done. This is oh. the best episode of y'all have ever done. The Kentucky came out of SRS. So it's <laughs> funny because I grew up in a in a an urban area of Kentucky, like when I was first born, and then I moved to the Burbs, and now I'm back in the city. So I've Big picked up city. every every type of Kentucky accent that has ever existed. At this point, somebody says Skittles is a part of your five-day diet. I was not following any diet this week at all, whatsoever. Um, you know, I, I, was, <laughs> I fed some pigeons. I fed pigeons. Kate, do you like pigeons? I'm not. I'm not a big fan of pigeons. Are there anywhere you're at? I know Joel where he lives. There's pigeons all when over I, the place. When I lived in New York, they were just very aggressive. When I lived in the city. Aggressive? What do you mean aggressive? Because they were New York pigeons, man. You don't mess around with those. They they ask you for money (laughs) and then they pull out a knife when you don't get it. They were like, I lived not too far from Central Park. So they were just very accustomed to people and they didn't give a shit. They were New York pigeons. They're the kind of pigeons if you give $5 to, they say, you can't do 10? Yeah. All you got? That's all you got? It's true. You want to go in here and give me some stuff? Yeah. Have you done? I'd be like, yeah, pigeon. This is the most important. Have you done a full English breakfast yet? I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, We've no, we haven't. We we've had uh, a very good, actually American style breakfast here at the hotel for free, and I've needed to save money anytime I could in this situation. I'll tell you what I did have though: a Biscoff donut today. Delicious. 
Oh my God. I was not prepared for that. That was incredible. I like, I didn't know what I was biting into. I was like, all right, a glazed donut with a Biscoff on top. Nope. It's got filling. It was incredible. What are your favorite crisps in the UK? And just like that. Oh no. I'm guessing guessing he shoved himself off by accident. He'll be back in a sec. This has become the weirdest episode of our show we've ever done. The Sean's trip to London recap show. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, boy. This is, we don't even have to talk about, oh, he's back. We don't even have to talk about wrestling anymore. <laughs> One of these days, I'll figure out how to do this YouTube gimmick. <laughs> what did you what, do? What are, what are crisps? What do you mean? Uh, chips. Chips. Um, like, you mean like fries or actual chips? No, chips, dry chips. Mm, I didn't really have many. Oh, somebody asked if I went to Greg's for a sausage roll. There were a bunch of WWE people, WWE wrestlers that were telling me I had to go to Greg's. Um, you got you to gotta, you gotta pay for chats. Come on. We're doing a Sean Ross app Q&A. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, pay yeah. up. Pay up. Yeah, pay, pay for the super <laughs> chats. What the, what the hell are y'all doing? I ain't answering stuff for free. Right. We're poor here. This isn't a select our, report. Are you okay? Our FIFA, <laughs> our FIFA select numbers dropped to, to 8,500, guys. Yeah, Listen. how am I going to get to Israel if you guys are not subscribing to FightfulSelect.com? Exactly. Right. FightfulSelect.com. I mean, my God, let me tell you, everybody's going to fumble over themselves about this Cena London WrestleMania stuff. Fightful had a report. Uh, we're going to have Drew McIntyre news maybe tomorrow. Maybe. Depends on how I'm feeling. Um, we're going to have some WWE contract news as well. But uh, besides that, please give them money. Please give them super chats. Because, uh, yeah. Speaking of I was Matt, mostly being silly. If you want to answer questions, it's your. No, I'm not. You, I want, you own I this? No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you need more than that. <laughs> well, I'm getting out of here. Goodbye. Right, Good night. Best to the missus. My goodness. <sighs> well, there's 45 minutes. We'll never get back. Seriously. I don't know what we're going to do now. <laughs> I love that I talk about the Israel show and suddenly he pops up. <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so that's happening. And I'm like, Sean and Jimmy, they should send me to Israel for, for Rosh Hashanah and for this wrestling show. I'm sure that will definitely happen. I'm sure it will. Listen, if you're going to send anyone, you might as well send the only Jew on staff. <laughs> I don't think they're going to send anyone. Listen, Kate, I could give them something, something that no one else can out of this entire excursion. Does it make them a bunch of money? No, absolutely not. Well, then I think probably not a trip to Jerusalem is in the cards for you. I'm going to tell if even bust my way in. Who Paid knows? by Fightful. I don't, I don't think the reimbursement's going to. We'll see. Listen, if J- Jimmy paid for dinner last Sunday without any problem, I'm sure we could do Israel. It's only a little bit more, right? It's only a few dollars. Only a little bit. Actually, it might only be <laughs> just a few dollars more if I play my Truthfully. Cup. What a weird situation that was. Uh, where, where, where are we? What are we talking about? I don't know. I don't even Any know. thoughts on Seth and, and Finn? I feel like that got robbed of being really great. Yeah, it, it happened. I had low expectations coming into it, not because of the, the performance, but just the Seth winning. Damien Priest getting involved was kind of like where I thought it was going to happen. They teased the cash in. This bigger story is about the Judgment Day, not so much the seth rollins thing so yeah that's fine they, they did what they I did. had higher expectations because they actually built out a story and it was a good one um i yeah, wish they had just 
angry seven years ago is kind of uh, eh. you laughed in my face when I got injured is so much better than you never texted me when I was hurt, which is what we normally get from this trash. How um, dare you besmirch <laughs> the good name of Tommaso Ciampa? Look, he did the best he could with that promo, but it was <laughs> it ever. was weak. Um, <laughs> but it's a missed story, so clearly we're okay. Winner gets to go to the G1. Winner gets to go to the G1. Winner gets Eddie Kingston's <laughs> they get the Tanahashi spot because Tana's not ready for the G1 at this rate. Tana, I hope he's there. Poor guy. My guy. Uh, yeah, I'm the, excited um, for the G1. Let's go. Yeah, we're getting closer, eh? That's going to be a fun time. Yes, we are, eh? I know. I was just, it wasn't the same usage here, okay? Okay. The block A, eh? The block A. <laughs> That's why Canadian needs to win the block A so that we can do a block A. There you go. Yeah, where's Kenny? That's a t-shirt when you if you've ever heard one. I'll put over, by the way, the the bread club on this channel. They've got their like in-depth review of it dropping tomorrow, I think, or they're recording it tomorrow. And the last episode they did um for someone who tries to keep up on New Japan as much as they can, but I'm not watching like all together again, like their their merge stuff with uh Pro Wrestling Noah. Um, they do a, a really good job and they're going to do an in-depth review. So if you need to get like caught up on things on a granular level, which I'm one of those people that will need to uh, definitely check that out on this channel. But I'm excited from like what I've seen is getting set up and a couple of possibilities with who might win and it being like, it's probably not going to be Will Ospreay or Okada. Like that's a refreshing thing right, to, to have in the picture here. It's going to be Naito. Remember it's 2017 all over again. It's, it's going to be Naito. Well, it could be Naito and um, Matt from Bread Club said like him taking over the stable and and kicking Sonata out and winning is a that's a compelling little story that they could do with that. Um, but I'm I'm intrigued because they definitely seem like they're in a opening up a new chapter star building situation in in New Japan. So I'm I'm excited for the G1 this year. Yeah, there's some good stuff coming into it. And let's be real, Mike Mizanin probable winner. Oh God, he's going to start his own, his own group. He's going to take over. He'll take over just five guys and he'll just, he'll kick everyone out and just call it just one miss. And they're all um, inflatable letters. (laughs) It's awesome. He has to do every entrance in the G1 is just. (laughs) That's it. I came to play. Someone just messaged me saying, how does one go to Israel without the government paying for it? (laughs) (laughs) And the reason why this pops me even further, I'll tell you a story. My wife and I, we did birthright. Okay. And for those who don't know what birthright is, it's, it's a, it's a free trip to Israel. That's given to uh, people who identify as Jews. Um, there has you don't to, be have some... to be in just five Jews. You just have to be you, Jewish. That's right. You just have to be Jewish. You, you have to have some sort of Jewish family lineage uh, to qualify. It used to be a lot more strict, but it's not because basically every Jew has already hopped on it after like 25 years of them running this program. Um, in a lot of ways, it's a propaganda fest and it's fine. But my wife and I went because A, it's a free trip and B, we went on an older trip because we're old. Um, we're not 18, thankfully. Uh, and instead, we were like with older people who had varying views of the country and the politics and everything. We'll put that aside for a minute. Um so, so that was our honeymoon. We went for free because um, the reason we chose to do it then was because if you are in a couple or you're married and you go on this program, you are guaranteed your own room each time. 
So if you're going like as a single person, you have to room with people typically same gender and you know it's three to four people in a room and the rooms are not big rooms but no they'll, they'll give the couple their own room so i was like let's do, do let's this. do that yeah so that was that was the fun of it uh so yeah that that, that was the fun of, of doing israel back then this was 2019 just before we, we were there uh, in december of 2019 and we got home on new year's day 2020 and i think we i think my wife got COVID there before we knew what COVID was She's okay. At the time, yeah, it was it was a weird thing. Everyone got sick on that trip, myself included. My sickness was like brought on by being exhausted. Much like Sean. <laughs> Much like Sean. Sean. Sean is exhausting and therefore he makes me sick. There it is. Yes, that's exactly it. Uh, so I think, did we get through, we got through everything Money in the Bank. We didn't get through the Drew return and the John Cena return. So, well, surprise appearance. Uh, where, what do you want to hit first? Drew? We'll talk Drew and then we'll talk John Cena. Yeah, Drew's an interesting one because if they're setting up him and Gunther again, uh, I, I just assume Drew would be coming back heel. He's obviously not going to be heel in the UK, uh, but I'm I'm intrigued to see what happens there. Going to be amazing, I'm sure, a one-on-one match there. Uh, really, really good triple threat. I mean, one of the best triple threats you'll ever see. I'm intrigued to see what happens because he's... I'm guessing going to lose. I don't, I don't think this is at least a, a first one if they want to run this back. But I think I think Gunther's breaking Honky Tonk Man's record. Um, so that, that would probably extend it beyond the feud we're going to get. So I'm intrigued to see. I'm intrigued to see what we get from this. But very happy to have Drew back. It's a much needed top name being back in the picture, which is great. Uh, and we'll see what news Sean has on Fightful Select about it. Because there was... They had plenty of time, but they were far apart on creative and money last last we had heard. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm excited. He's he's someone I really like. I'm very excited he's back. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Uh, I talked about it with Jeremy, and I said he was more than likely going to make an appearance. I thought it was going to be a main event uh, appearance. I didn't know we know match order, and I kind of said if if Seth and Finn somehow go on last, then they'll do a tease of the cash in. Drew comes out and saves that person and then ends up taking out Seth and they go off the air with the crowd like confused, upset, pissed off, whatever. And the Drew turn happens then or it happens the next night on Raw. Clearly not what they wanted to do. And it makes sense on multiple levels. One, that crowd's going to cheer Drew McIntyre. Of course. I get that. And I fully agree with that. Um, and the other thing too was the last time we saw Drew, he got beat by Gunther at WrestleMania. So why not bring that back around similar to, to the CM Punk return, right? That was, you know, how's he going to come back? What's it going to be about? It's good. And CM Punk basically just came back and in storyline picked up where he left off right at all outs. So this was somewhat similar to that in that it was drew coming out, just stepping to the guy that took him out effectively in WWE at the time. And now they're going to restart this. What I could see if they do a Drew heel turn, which again, like you, I'm very much in favor of doing, is they do the match, say it's SummerSlam, and Drew loses. Next night on Raw, they set up, let's say, Drew and Cody versus Gunter and who knows? Damien Priest. I don't know. So, someone to team with Gunter. Uh, and then Drew beats the shit out of Cody Rose and, and 
<laughs> adversity. Well, if it's not, I would rather be Seth, to be honest. But uh, I'm just thinking of Cody and Gunter. They can't run the exact same playbook. <laughs> yes, they can. They do, and they will. They'll do the Brock and Cody thing. If they do that, and you come on the show and say he's not facing adversity, I'm I quitting the show. We'll call it cinema instead. <laughs> Cinematic no, adversity. Cinematic adversity. That's yeah. Just film it in in twenty four frame per second in in four K. Uh, also, no, by the way, Gunther could tag it. with Ludwig Kaiser. Or... I'm thinking. I'm thinking they would do something of Fallout from SummerSlam, like opponents match. You know, they would. They that's what they do, right? Is that they would they have like the opponents from last night face off in a tag match instead. That's kind of the WWE trope. Um, and I if can they see start doing. another Cody feud, literally the exact same way the last thing. one ended. And that's the thing. I don't want to do it with Cody because, again, I, I just wanted to lean into the ridiculousness of that. And, of course, our, our conversation earlier. Um, but, no, I would do it. I would actually prefer they do it with Seth and then have Drew turn on Seth and be like, no, I want this title. I don't want the The Intercontinental title was just unfinished business. Like, I don't care about that. Good for him. I want your title. I want the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, something like that. But I, I think the Drew turn... Uh, might happen after SummerSlam at this point because it certainly sure. didn't happen. It could happen tomorrow night. Who knows? Uh, on Raw, I don't know. But uh, that's just kind of my feeling is I would love to see a Drew McIntyre heel turn. A good one. Uh, agreed. I also think I don't know. <laughs> the IC title, it feels like they have to, they have to give it to Sheamus. But it also feels like they might not. <laughs> so that's a tough one. That's a tough one because it, it feels very much like it's owed to him. But I, if not Drew, who becomes an interesting conversation with Gunther because it feels like Cody's the move. Like, and what does that mean for maybe of the following year? Like, there's a lot of implications to that. But Gunther's at the point where I think he should break the record, but he shouldn't hold it too far beyond that record because there needs to be an, a ne- what's next piece of it. Um, he's already the most dominant IC title holder, right? So uh, whether it's dissension in Imperium where things start to get a little interesting, uh, whether it's him moving up to, to the world title picture, which I think would be a healthy and good thing, like a Seth Rollins versus Gunther program. Yeah, I'm in <laughs> all day. So uh, I, I think... I think that'll be a, a good thing. And I'm intrigued to see where they go with the IC title. Yeah, me too. And I agree with you. Do the, do the break, uh, the record breaking of, of hockey talk, man, you don't have to go further past that. You just have to get to the day, give them a, a week on top and then you can do whatever you want it, or even a month, whatever it is. Like it doesn't need to be, you know, you have to crush the damn thing. You just need to get there and then move forward with whatever story it is. Um, So some other interesting pieces that aren't show specific, but are worth mentioning before we get out of here. And um, we don't have to go through the rest of the week. If you don't want to, we can hit on AEW kind of lighter if you want, but not doing a three hour show tonight. Uh, no, because I'm scared Sean will pop back on again in an hour two. Um, but I, I do think you know we're we're seeing. It sounds like the creeds might be on their way up sooner rather than later, based on the spoilers. Braun Breaker is. What are you doing? Are you just giving it all up? Oh, whatever. Giving it all out there. Nobody watches NXT. Not even the people that watch our review show watch NXT. It's fine. Except for that one week where I showed up and everyone was like, I want to watch NXT again. They're actually enjoying the show. Well, hold on. That's right. Let's calm down. We got like one cop that was like, Joel seems normal. Um, (laughs) That's the problem. 
That was, it was very funny seeing the polarization of that, like in a legitimate way. People that were like, oh, this is like so different and fun. And other people that were just like, this is just wrong. <laughs> this, is, this is not the NXT review I'm used to. What is no, this? Especially for the people that don't watch the show. They were like, well, this is just a review of a show I don't watch then. Um, Which was great. They loved it. Well, those people didn't. Those people were like, I tuned in for the songs. This is weird. Um, <laughs> I killed the music, Kate. You killed the music and the pun game. It was it was a rough one. But uh, it, the Creeds and Braun Breaker have, have from a storyline perspective, seemed like they're, they're moving up into the picture. So as we look at uh, mid-card title stuff, to me, that feels like a place where Braun Breaker fits in perfectly. But both champions are heels right now. And he's really found a sweet spot, in my opinion, in this this heel version of him. So that's going to be an interesting one, too. Like, if it's an open challenge type thing, maybe that doesn't matter. Uh, but it's it's cool to to know that some people that are overdue for call-ups, in my opinion, are, are going to be on their way on their way up in all likelihood. So good stuff with that. Oh, you know who I have beat Goodser for that Intercontinental Championship? Julius Creed? No, if you're going to do a call-up. Ilya Dragunov. I mean, that would be the ultimate, right? Oh, that would be the ultimate. Man. Yeah, um, he could be like, hey, I beat you once. I'll do it again. And of course, people will be like, beat him once. What the hell? Who are you? But like, you, if, you, if you tell the story right and make people care about it, then yeah, there's an opportunity there. And I thought that would be really fun. Big time. Big time. Um, that's an interesting one because Dragunov is... He's not, he's never needed to be an NXT developmental, right? So it's more of like, a, do they have a spot on the main roster for him that's not going to be diminishing because he's a smaller guy? Um, <clears throat> I'm very intrigued to see like what co- what's coming up for those guys. Like is WWE Europe actually going to be a thing? Or is that guy going to go back? Um, what is Tyler Bate doing? Like there's, there's a lot of people who are main roster ready, but it doesn't feel like our our main roster compatible in a way with the way WWE tells stories. I will say this. If you want to fit Ilya Dragunov on your main channel, on your, on your main roster, you give him the gimmick of Ivan Dragon, Russian oligarch. He already dresses in the suits. If Vince was still in charge, we would have done this already. Tim and I did. Tim and I played this entire thing out once upon a time. For those like on our OG channel, is Tim? <laughs> Good question. Not important. So if we had a show. <laughs> I don't respect my predecessors. I get it. I really do. I, I totally understand it. Uh, no. So so that was something that, that we fully fleshed out was the Ivan Dragon character where Ilya Dragunov shows up and he is a Russian oligarch. And then, of course, the Russia... Uh, Ukraine conflict started. We were like, well, can't do that one anymore. Well, that bit's done. (laughs) Because we don't get political in WWE. Don't you know that? So we we can't do that story anymore. Let me get a couple super chats and then we'll talk about Jan Cena. Uh, Arduit says, late but obligatory support and still support Kate. It's uh, and still support for Kate and therefore all women. Uh, And I love that they then said like, thank you. Obligatory. Listen. The important part was you were putting your money behind me and therefore all women, as you identified correctly in this chat. You got the important part right. The obligatory <laughs> part. The obligatory. Obligatory. It's like Tata, but obligatory, you know. 
John Cena comes out and he does a really extended promo <laughs> that's <laughs> the same as his 2008 promo when he was in front of the UK crowd and said, we're going to bring WrestleMania to London. And everyone was like, yeah, he did that like 15 years ago. It was fine. I honestly, I, I wanted to fast forward through so much of this promo. Grayson Waller was good. They, if they do a match, I'm not interested in that either. But like, I didn't like him doing the raw raw. Let's do WrestleMania in London because now you're starting to set an uh, an unnecessary precedent, or just getting hopes up in a way that wrestling fans know they'll get real excited for something that's not going to happen. Well, me thinks that was the point, but tune into FightfulSelect.com for more information on that this week, it sounds like. Uh, I actually really liked it. It was very long, but I actually really liked... uh, John Cena is the best at this piece of things than anybody. Like, doing this, there's nobody better to do that. It felt, though, watching it live, as if Brock Lesnar missed his flight because I don't know why you're doing Cody and Dominic without that angle, especially when it was reported and especially when it was supposed to go on last. And they like, it felt like they called up John Cena and were like, Brock is stuck in Saskatchewan. We know you're filming here. Please come over. That's how it felt. Brock doesn't um, miss flights. Brock tells the pilot when to take off. Well, and that miss- morning he either overslept or he was in the blind for too long trying to hunt his deer and Rena just didn't remind him, babe, it, babe, it's time to go, babe. And he's like, no, I got to get this deer. I got to kill it and skin it. And then I, I can't see it because Toronto wildfires are sending all their smoke here. And I he's can't far. look over he's, this. He's far away. It doesn't affect him the same way. Uh, he's celebrating Canada Day with his family. The South was getting your smoke, buddy. So relax up there. He might smoke. It's Quebec smoke. He might smoke. Canada is all. How many times do we have to go over this? Canada is just Canada. You know how people hate Florida? Canadians don't care for Quebec, okay? Like, it's a a similar situation here. The only difference is that ours is, like, in between. Like, Quebec, unfortunately, lands in between other provinces, whereas Florida's at the very bottom. And people, again, the Bugs Bunny meme where he's, like, sawing off Florida. We 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 really could. We really could just saw Florida. You could get rid of it. But we can't do that with Quebec because we like the maritime in the Atlantic provinces. They're so nice. And they're so useful. And that's actually comes from there. The Gulf side of Florida is stunning. And like, it's a a very affordable and short flight. And I'm like, ugh, if you just would get your heads out of your butts. Um, But but I will, the, the Cena promo, the long, He's so good at the specific piece of it. And uh, I, it sounds like from early reports, I'll wait till w- see what Sean has to say, that they're trying to taunt them into letting them do it. Um, in which case, that promo made a lot of sense. I thought Grayson Waller did a, a pretty good job. And I it makes me feel like they got to do something else with Austin Theory because I feel like Grayson Waller is out kicking the coverage of Austin Theory in an extremely similar archetype already. Um, and to your point, though, with the match, it's like John Cena clearly didn't care about the match with Austin Theory, but has said, like, I can't go anymore at the rate that I used to be able to go. So can Grayson Waller carry it? I don't know. Um, you know, I Pulaski said this, and I, I had the same thought of, at this point, what if that's just his first match? Like, what if that's his debut as John Cena at SummerSlam? Uh, Because we know he's been injured, but he did take a bump here, which is an encouraging sign. Like, 
I don't know if like he's someone that has to get a bunch of wins. I think he can just talk shit into this match. And and that could be a really, really fun and memorable thing to do with Grayson Waller. So I'm I'm kind of all for that. Yeah, I just I don't know. I'm over it with John Cena. I just, I thought, I thought the promo was. Just, I know, I get it. Are you in the next man sweater over there? Listen, if I said it tomorrow, and I'm probably gonna have to talk about Money in the Bank tomorrow with Jeremy, but if I say it tomorrow, he's gonna give me shit. If I say it tonight, nobody's really paying attention. Wow, you're burying our own show, Joel. <laughs> the worst part is that our show is the highest performing show on the damn channel. Ah, ah. Yeah, I looked at all the analytics and we're good at our job, so that helps. But it's definitely I, me. It honestly, like, it could be. I just yeah, you're on in the weeds. What show yeah, is better, the one with me? No, but the, but the thing is, like, nothing when to I, do with timing. No, nothing all. to do with timing. No, it's not because Sunday at eight is like a really great time to be on the internet, and there's is no it, wrestling on. And there's, you know, it's better than arguably 10 a.m. Eastern. When the <laughs> West Coast is still asleep, but <laughs> they don't care. It's fine. The West Coast is. Not no, me. it's me. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. That too. Yes, that's right. I'm Maria uh, Shafir as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not a good thing to be. She's great. Anyway, uh, yeah, the John Cena thing was. It was just. I sat there and I was just like, "Why is he pandering to the crowd?" It was really okay. Here was the problem for me. It was long. It, it was, was really, long. really long. And he ran long. And of course, you know, there was the FIFA Select report where it's like, "Hey, John Cena." So. What are you going to do? Yeah, like you're not going to chastise John Cena. I get that. That's fine. But like to a certain point, John should probably show respect to the rest of the locker room and let them get their time. Let them have their match and have what is allotted to them. I think it's, you know, I get it. Yeah, the crowd's really into it and that's great. But like if John Cena is going to be a professional about it, he should be able to wrap it up too and not push the show into weird timing situations where we say to ourselves, well, why was that much shorter? Like, why did we lose 10 minutes over the next two matches? Well, in his defense, it's a premium live event. So you can do whatever you want. You can, and like, they could have run 10 minutes longer. Well, but yes and no, that's the problem. You can't do that because while your TV time is unlimited, your venue time is not. Okay. Well then you could have chopped down your 20 minute entrances into into 10 but then uh, the cinema of roman reigns is not complete it's not I've seen the cinema of roman reigns for three years i'm good and now there's uh, a new title around his waist and the two titles are around paul Heyman's shoulders the thing with john cena is i i really like john cena i just hate this idea that he's the best you know i get that and i agree no he's not but again that's that's the same thing CM they Punk's did with hogan the sure cm punk's the best in the world yeah, right. But that's the same. They did the same thing with Hogan, so they're going to do the same thing with Cena. They did the same thing with with Austin and The Rock, and like it's all it's also quoting the pipe bomb. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, that's so that's really the the most of Money in the Bank. I I don't know what to tell you. The, let's let's finish up. We can talk about our Forbidden Door experience. How's that? Sure. I feel like Dynamite was not great this week, so there. I don't think oh, there's like collision, a ton to Collision wasn't much either. So here we yeah, go. Collision was the no. the. <laughs> Collision was great. Are you out of your mind? I thought Ethan Collision Page was- and MJF was a really, really fun opener, and Roddy and Samojo tore down. But yeah. like, we don't have to talk about it. Match wise, it was fine. The 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 other storytelling just kind of wasn't there. I like that they're using the Owen to further a couple of stories. Again, I reiterate, Ethan Page and Ty Valkyrie should have been in the Owen. Sure. 
could have done that. I don't love Powerhouse Hobbs having to have a bunch of people step in and get involved in his match when he is an ass kicker alone, and he could easily have won that match on his own, but instead against QT and all the others. Let's be honest, against an old man. Yes, exactly. uh, Who, by the way, looked great for an old man, but it's an old man. I think what they were trying to go for was Dustin Rhodes kicked out of the spine buster, and it was like, oh shit, I have to resort to all of these things. And it was nice to see Will Hobbs have a match that was more than 48 seconds long, but... Uh, I overall, I agree with you on that for sure. Uh, loved, loved, loved Roddy and Joe. And I thought punk added a lot of commentary, um, and Ethan page giving his, his promo and a really a solid match with MJF. I thought was, was a, a fun episode, but nothing that like the 400 people that bought tickets in Hamilton, uh, they're not going to do too much more than that. You got You're- so many messages, people being like, you going to Hamilton? And I'm like, hell no. They're like, you want to go to Hamilton? And I'm like, hell no. Even for free, I ain't going. Sorry, Hamilton. No no interest. Chris Byers chat a while ago. Sorry. Saying, is it fair to say the elite cannot draw anymore because their segments always are always the lowest on TV every week? No, I, I, I disagree with that statement. I don't know how you feel about the elite in there. Their week-to-week segment. Also, they haven't really been featured nearly as much lately. Uh, so, I just... No, I think they suck because I'm a collider now. No. <laughs> the Elite is, is great. I think they're just in a... They're going to be in a, a phase where they're building out again, right? With with blood and guts on the horizon. So, we'll yeah. wait to see what that brings for us. I'm intrigued because Eddie's in the G1 to see what they do. I think... Of Mr. Abushi might be on the way, which would be fantastic. I don't know about that anymore. I think one thing that really screwed everything up was the Danielson injury. And we're going to yeah. talk about in just a second. Uh, Luis sent us a super chat also saying, I hope Powerhouse Ops splits from QTV after the tourney. Yeah, you know what? I would love that. But at the same time, how many times have we said, like, Daniel Garcia needs to get away from the sports entertainer JAS thing when it's really entertaining? At least to me, it's still really entertaining to watch the Daniel Garcia character as it is now. Hobbs, if he commits to the QTB thing, might actually be a lot of fun. I think I think QT is one of the most underrated heat getters in the world. I love QTV. I've said from the beginning, I don't think Hobbs is the guy for that. It felt so counter to the book of Hobbs. I I agree he should not be there. Daniel Garcia, I like him as a sports entertainer, but I still don't think he should be with the Jericho Appreciation Society. I think he's just as good at <laughs> at what he's doing. Um, also, Luis, you don't have to super chat, man. You could just we'll pull up your chat. He wanted to support women. That's his way of saying th- My guy. What a fella. He's a great dude. That's why, you know. What a chap. What a mate. He's a chap. But it's what true. a bloke. I'd, I'd be like, he can be in the private chat, but then I'm just like, wait, he doesn't have access to the private chat. <laughs> wow. Uh, we don't keep a Google Doc for our show because we're not, you know, we're not that important. Are you, I'm the top draw on this channel. We just went through this. We together, our show is the top draw on this channel. When I did a Mercedes Monet Bailey watch along, how how'd that do views wise? I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to say a damn thing because I know what happens Hyatt? when people take this. Nope. Nope. In nope. Nope. No. Hey, how many history. people super chatted for that one? We were talking about views. We're talking about draw. No, I'm talking about money. I'm talking about revenue. I'm talking about the dollars and cents. I'm WrestleNomicsing this channel, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about Forbidden Door being there. 
I gave Joel my Twizzlers and he stole my toothbrush. He's a bad person to go to a show with. Pat LaPrat is great though. He got a free Twizzler and I'm going to send him this toothbrush. And he let me juice up my phone, which was very sweet of him. Um, But here's the thing, Joel. I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but I loved the stage that we got to see. Uh, I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think I mentioned it in passing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We got to go to Collision, which was a great episode. And we got to go to Forbidden Door, which was such a unique animal, I feel like, in what it is, in the crowd reactions. Like, it was so cool how many people were there for their New Japan guys, how many people were there for their AEW guys, and how many people were there just for an amazing live experience. And I felt like this was so much stronger than last year, and last year's might have been the uh, event of the year. but. To me, both companies went back with their best case scenarios and both companies had their own promotion stories furthered by what happened, which is an incredibly difficult balance to strike. And what an atmosphere. Like, it was just so electric the the whole night, really. Like, from MJF and Tana, those reactions were incredible. Punk and Kojima was obviously, like, its own thing. And then... You know, Osprey and Omega, I think we knew what we were seeing when we saw it. And Okada and Daedalson was thrown off a little bit by the fact that you were a cranky bitch in the injury. But for the most part, I, was amazing. It. No, stop it. Stop it. Kate turns to me and she's just like, this is really special. People are like being quiet. It's almost like they're showing reverence to these two. And I said, Kate, it's almost midnight. People are tired. They've been here since 7 o'clock. I have been here. I have been up and at it since 7 a.m. I'm tired. People were tired too. And I, by the way, I had people agree with me who were also at the show who were just like, yeah, no, we kind of were tired. That doesn't negate how good of a match that was, especially no, when we factor in Daniel or Brian Danielson being injured you know, and wrestling on that arm to, uh, for 10 more minutes. I went back and watched it because I made a promise to myself that I would go back and like take it in in a different form because yeah, being there live is a totally different beast, but like, and especially with a more technical match too, you kind of, you have to, yeah, like, you have, yeah. the camera angles matter and the commentary matters in this case. Uh, the storytelling is, is in the ring and it's not just the surround, like the surroundings add to it. I said the same thing to Jeremy, like a tap out is something that gets people, um, it, it's a 50, 50 option. It's either going to kill the crowd or it's going to like, you're going to get that delayed reaction. And in this case, it was the latter, you know, it could have killed the crowd because it was just like, that's it. He tapped out. But then people started realizing the, the, how big it was. Holy shit. Davidson just tapped out Okada. <laughs> right. People realized how big of a deal it was. And then we discovered more and more as the night went on that, that, Danielson was much, you know, was injured. And then the next day finding out that he's much more injured than even he thought, um, or maybe he knew, but he was just kind of, you know, hoping for the best. Uh, either way, it was just, it was a really, really good match. Um, everyone's talked about these matches to death. I think what's kind of more fun for us is just talking about our live experience and being at the venue. Um, oh, I want to talk about the tiger driver for 45 minutes. Nope. Not even close wanting to do that. So, <laughs> Nope. I, even on the show that I did with Jeremy, even on In the Weeds, we did not get In the Weeds on that because guess what? I don't give a shit. Um, I just, it's called In the Weeds. Yeah. The service. We got In the Weeds on the presser. We didn't get In the Weeds on the match controversy. Uh, it wasn't important to me. Listen, it was a really good match. I'm looking forward to how they tell the third part of the story 
Will Will Osprey and Kenny Omega. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the what feels like the inevitable Kazuchika Okada Brian Danielson second match possibly is uh, could be a Wrestle Kingdom. I don't know if they want to do a home and home type of thing. I would love that, but we don't know where it goes and we don't know how long it's going to take Brian to recuperate from this injury. Uh, clearly not going to be part of blood and guts. All in is now on the table or off the table because it feels like this is going to be a, a bit longer of a, of a recuperation period for him. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, it is a, a bummer, but the live experience really was incredible. Uh, to your point, like it, it wasn't that it got quiet to me. It was like the energy changed to just being like the way I put it was like with Omega and Osprey, you were like watching stuff that was making them living legends right now with them. It was like, there were two legends that walked out. Uh, getting final countdown was so incredible. Um, that was such an exciting and fun pop and wrinkle. And Danielson talking about what that song meant to him after they went off air, I thought was so cool um, and wisely asked them to run it back, but not do so on air so that it wouldn't cost Tony Khan $40 million. You know, I'm so, I'm so upset because I can't believe they fired Fuego del Sol so that they could afford final countdown. Oh, hold on. Let's relax. (laughs) They needed those $28,000 per play. I'm sorry. I'm being a dick. I love Fuego. By the way, check out our interview with the Fuego del Sol on the main channel. Uh, He's got a lot to say. He's really, really good dude. But yeah, He's the best. That, but that, that was something in the in the scrum that Tony did say. He was like, it's the cost of a wrestler's contract. And I think a lot of people jump to the conclusion that it's like the cost of like a major main event wrestler's contract. I don't think it was that. I think he was talking more like a an NXT wrestler, like a fifty thousand dollar price tag. I think it's closer to that than a multi million dollar price tag. Yeah, I'm sure if they wanted to own the rights to it, it would probably be closer to what Monk's contract is, but. They got it just for this one time and for the replays, which is good. Um, but it was, it was, I really liked what he said in the presser about, he was like, Okada and Danielson is already so special. Is there anything that I can add to it to make it a next level thing? And that was it. That's about the only thing that you can add. Um, and then, yeah, I would say that, seeing Brian Danielson at the presser, I was like, he's just like one of the most special people in the world. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like obviously a phenomenal wrestler, but hearing him talk at the presser and even just like when you ask him a question, the way he's so locked in with you and listening to you so intently is just like, man, I don't know if I've ever heard a, a stranger genuinely give a shit. Like <laughs> on that much of a level of like, he really wanted to answer your question. He was not deflecting about anything. Um, he, he really wanted to hear what you were asking and he really wanted to give you an answer. It was It's a really refreshing thing for an athlete to do. Um, it was like but, you were on a date with him. But it was, it was um, I hate when people are like, take notes, CM Punk or whatever, but it, it felt in an organic way like the antithesis of it. Like it felt like Brian Danielson was like, I'm... I'm going to answer every question that gets asked as authentically as possible. And I'm putting over the event, the crowd, the rest of the locker room, Tony Khan. He thanked the media at the end of it for, for being there and, and covering it. And um, it, it, it just came from such a genuine place that you're just like, you know, the guy loves wrestling, but it was one of those things where, where I felt that way sitting there. I was just like, damn, this guy just 
loves wrestling and it's it's really 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 nice to see yeah and so talking about our, our scrum experience um i talked about it on in the weeds but I'll, I'll put it out there here too i'm not and i'm not speaking at school i'm not saying anything anyone hasn't already said but i'll reiterate a lot of feeling that we we the show was already done late and it had been a long day and yeah i, I was tired and i know a lot of people were too but they bring us into the room for the scrum it's hot as hell first of all to the point where like people are like tony shivani walks in he's like holy hell it's hot in here yeah and, and everyone was like yeah can you get him to turn down the 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 hot in there he's just like mm, and he walks away and then security was in a jacket too <laughs> wearing a sweater so like he did change at one point uh him and him and um Brit doing their little vaudeville shtick in the back of the kitchen was very funny, by the way, where she like pushed him into the thing and then they went back. It was a silly little moment for the press to laugh about. But yeah, uh, so we sat there for 40 minutes and maybe even longer. I don't even know anymore, but it was it was getting later. And this is kind of my, my number one and one a thing. One, put a bottle of water on the damn chairs for the for the members of the meeting yeah. who were there. We were all parched and we were hot and we were just uncomfortable. Um, and I think I can speak for everyone when I say that the tiredness that's different. Okay. That like everyone's got a different level to them and that's fine. Yeah. Yours is real low. I was tired. Stop it. I'm a dad. I was up early. Screw you. Uh, and, and then by the way, Steve Agantaro, who's fantastic. Love the dude. He and I were sitting together and we were just like, can't do this anymore, man. So friggin' tired. <laughs> so, but we did, it. we did it. And, and that was the other thing was, um, the reason why we sat there for 40 minutes waiting was for Tony. And I get that Tony wants to be there for the entirety of it. I don't understand why we need to wait for him to do. Like, I, he, he's well, I think you can thank CM Punk for that one. Cause no, I think I don't even think that I think he's always wanted that he's always in the wings or he's always there there should be somebody else on the dais with these wrestlers until he shows up. He can show up midway through start this thing after 10, 15 minutes after the show, starting at 40 minutes after is just, it, it's not fun. It's a very not fun situation and you can start it. Like you can bring somebody up, bring out Tony storm to do whatever she was doing. And that's Working. fun. Talk about do- slapping the tits off of women. Sure. Um, do- I'll do- say this. As a publicist, I would say it doesn't have to be him, but it would have to be, there would have to be somebody that's in an administrative side that isn't a wrestler that you would have to have there. And I will also say, I'm sure that guy was waiting on injury reports between Omega and what happened with Danielson. So like you have to have a, if you, you cannot just send wrestlers out there. (laughs) But so my point is really, you need, you don't need Tony to sit there for the entirety. Tony's going to sit there and do his shtick afterwards, regardless. He, he just sits there for the entirety of the, of the, the, the press scrum. And we have to wait for him for 40 minutes to get whatever info he needs. When realistically you could have had people who were already planned to be there, who were already checked out and are, and are okay to go with somebody with the, with someone from PR or someone from comms. I don't care whoever it is. Could be Tony Schiavone leading the show. Again, uh, I will compare it to a WWE scrum because I watched those two. Uh, last night, Kayla Braxton was running them, was running the show from a host perspective. They do the same thing Byron Saxton did it when I was there. It moves this thing along. People know what they're there to talk about. The media doesn't go out of their way to like ask these questions that 
these wrestlers can't answer or at least can't get, you know, properly out of their mind. Um, but for some reason, Tony wants to be there for the entirety. And it's just, we're waiting for so friggin' long just for him to sit there and what help the questions get answered. He's not, he's, he's not your kindergarten teacher. No, but you, I, I kind of get it. Um, the right person will have given like Adam Hawkins can sit up there and sit off to the side and no, but I, if you see any other press conference in any other sport, and I know it's, this is obviously a scripted sport, but there's, there's a reason that you, and I'm not even saying this cause like, haha, Will Washington, but like Will's kind of the only other guy that maybe I've put there. You need right. somebody that knows every aspect of it because you don't know what journalists are going to ask. Great. And like considering the thing that they opened with was essentially an angle. Yeah. Um, I, I get if, if you, the NBA is holding a press conference, it's Adam Silver. Like he's, he's the guy that's there. Um, I, I, I get the wanting a figurehead that's completely in the know as, as someone that's there, but I, it would be helpful if they, A, just started earlier. If we were waiting 10 minutes and Tony Khan was sitting there, I wouldn't have any problems and B uh, or B had like a, a backup with that. But I, I, I get the, it has to be someone that knows basically every facet of things because you just don't know what people are going to ask. My point is Tony can join in progress. Tony no. easily. I, I would never as a publicist ever say like a single question gets answered without somebody of that, have of that or a similar role some, there. Have somebody there, but don't make us wait 40 minutes to get there. Like, I think you and I are trying to say the same thing. But we're just kind of articulating it. No, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, they're like, don't make us wait for 40 minutes for this shit. You can have somebody fill the role until Tony gets there. You can sure. have it like part one is let's say Will. We'll just throw Will Washington under the bus because that's what we do at Five now. <laughs> it's Will. No, because like legitimately, he's the only should... other guy that I would, yeah, I would yeah. and, say. And he's, a guy, he's a guy who's in the know, who's working with with Tony and and the rest of the crew. He could be the guy. Of course, he's got a million other things to do, as we saw. Um, but the point is he would be the other guy and you have him sit up there on the dais for the first one or two interviews. Then Tony brings in sting and Darby Allen and we're off to the races with whatever we're doing next. It was just a matter of shuffling and not making us wait 40, 45 minutes for the beginning of this thing. Well, since Jericho inadvertently took out a reporter, I doubt that'll be changing anytime soon. So <laughs> they brought that, they took him out so quick. So Jericho could apologize to him. I'm it was so God. funny. It was just a water bottle to the head. He was fine, but <laughs> it was very funny. Are you okay? Tony Cobb was like, are you okay? Are you okay? Don't sue us. Are you okay? You got to tell us you're okay. Preferably with cameras rolling. Sitting there. I'm just like, I think he's okay. I was like, is, is someone said he's bleeding. And I was just like, where? My <laughs> God, he's busted open. Yeah. Where was Jim? I don't want to know where Jim Ross is at that hour of the night. Um, <laughs> so, so that was kind of, the experience was, was great. Once things got rolling. Um, I think. I just felt different, different, I guess. It didn't bother me as much. It bothers me when it, when I'm waiting around. Um, it bother- I honestly wouldn't have cared way less if it wasn't 9 million degrees in there. I was so hot in there. That's a good point. And that's another, that's just another part of it is like, it's very, very hot. Yeah. It's someone saying, <laughs> according to Denise, that was going to be your seat. So Denise usually parks herself front row center. So she gets the best camera angle for her content. And then this guy had already sat down. So she was next to him. She was spared. <laughs> she was spared on that night. Uh, she wouldn't let anyone carry her stuff on the way out though. She, she was a, 
boss lady who does boss things and therefore no one no, I'm just I'm being a shit. <laughs> she was great. Poor women, Joel. She's being, in, she's being independent. She was great. Uh, people were offering. She just didn't need it. She didn't want the help, and that's understandable. Um, yeah. So good. Good times had by most. Yeah, pretty much everybody but you. I didn't say that. That one dude who never got his question answered because Jericho walked in in the middle and decided to cause a ruckus. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I thought a balloon had popped, and then someone was like, "Nope, that was the water bottle." Yeah. All of a sudden, you're popping. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> Good times. Uh, anything else from Forbidden Door? No, it was a blast. If you get the opportunity to go, do it. And it's such a it's such a unique event, um, and very just. It's, it was just special. It was just special because of the matches that were on it. But just like two promotions with this All Star Collision was really fun. But also, we gotta talk about how they didn't get ZSJ's proper theme. Rude. There were a lot of weird theme choices this past. That had to have been a rights thing, right? I think so too. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, there were there were a lot of changes. Kenny came out to an old theme, like a non, an older New Japan theme. Yes. And then Will also came out to an older New Japan theme. So. So I had tweeted because I love I love the new TMDK theme and the band that does it, and someone sent me a clip immediately that was. <laughs> of CSJ just going, where's my GMTK theme? Dickheads walking down the ramp or morons walking down the ramp. I was like, solidarity. Uh, but the four pack was really fun. I think that got overlooked a little bit um, because of the nature of the event. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like, I feel like uh, the women's match was just put in an unfair spot. Uh, Billy and Athena before they went on and the zero hour was great. Kojima and Punk was more fun than it had any right to be. I'm trying but, to think of anything outside of the big things that got talked about, but four four pack I feel like was underrated because Orange Cassidy's story just continually to build is is a really really fun way to go about it. Kojima tweeted out at the AW show catering was provided. It was delicious and I ate too much. Then I took bread back to the hotel. I am a guilty man. He had also tweeted earlier in the week, like please don't call it the elbow cock drop i don't have that kind of technology <laughs> it was not intentional i don't have that kind of technology it was a really funny funny tweet that guy rules someone in the chat saying that i should bring up these these things to AEW. I, I here's the thing and i said this at the top of my rant i'm not the first to feel that way and a lot of people who have much more um a clout i don't know notoriety than i do have said this before it's 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 nothing that they want to change, and I, I do somewhat understand why. Uh, it's just it's just the way it is. Yeah. If they had had air conditioning, I barely would have thought of it. I was tired by the end of it. Yeah. But again, if you give me a bottle of water and cool the the room down a little bit, I probably wouldn't be saying nearly any of this. We'd all probably, honestly, the that room, we all probably would have been chatting more and not just being like, "Oh my god, it's so friggin' hot in here." I mean, I got to talk to Will's kids, so. That's true. You were doing that. That was They're very so cute. They had Okada money on them. They did. And then at one point they handed it off to not they, but someone, um, I think it was someone, someone of the stage hand handed it off to Tony. And he was like, so excited. I'm assuming it was, it was signed. I just, I noticed it was the signed Okada bucks by, I assume Okada and Brian. Um, That's pretty rad. And he was so he was so excited for it, like he was kid in the candy shop. And I thought it was I thought it was very wholesome. And part of me was also like, uh, 
buddy, this is your company. But you no, know, I is a fan. honestly, Dan is a fan. I'm not going to get upset about that. Yeah, being in the same room as him, I was like long winded for sure. But uh, that guy, like, I love that that guy loves wrestling that much. Like, it was very, very evident, and in his answers and the way that he was interacting, like. I was just like, you know what? Let that guy hug everybody. Who cares? That guy rules. <laughs> it, was, it was really refreshing because he just seemed he just seemed like a very regular, nice dude who loves wrestling. And it, it was a very, very human uh, experience, which was that's that's something I prefer over robotic responses. Definitely in promoter mode, definitely deflected, but like just from like a person vibe, you could tell like it was it was nice to see it was nice yeah. to see i was glad that i got the only like actual non-promoter response out of him that night yeah. <laughs> it's quite quite proud of myself but man he stares daggers at not daggers he stares into your soul while he answers a question he, he is like eyes wide open just like giving you everything he's got you know he, he's like well that's a great question joel by the way i love your i love the website and then he'll he'll go on about the entirety of the answer and he's staring at you and i'm like please this is uncomfortable for everyone please as someone who has add i was very impressed by the fact that he would be like that was a two-part question what was the second part (laughs) someone who would answer one part and just whoosh forget it i had to to yell my my rebuttal at him yeah, the mic got taken away from you. I've given it up because I was just like, are you going to answer the part where I'm I'm trying to get it out of you that this new ownership is what persuaded the deal or are you just going to trample over that shit? Yeah. Oh, man. And I did get my water. That's funny. <laughs> Someone's saying that. Because uh, afterwards when everyone was saying uh, hi to Tony and Tony was hugging everybody, I was like, this bottle of water is unopened and sitting free. I'm taking it. Yeah. And then we went home. I mean, it was water. It's not like it was cake should have been anyway we did it we did the show we did our let's show get sean let's get sean out of here ruined everything. sean did ruin everything i don't know what we were going to talk about for 45 minutes before but here we are we made it to the end of this show so good night kate plug your stuff uh every sunday at eight o'clock i'm here the real draw with joel no the show's called joel and kate at eight it's not called the real draw it's called kate and joel call it in the ring so there's that i look like miss elizabeth everything is great uh mondays i'm a fightful select tuesdays i'm on the main channel wednesdays at the mark order podcast thursdays doing your roh review that hands off to this fella when roh goes a normal amount of time fridays also on the main channel uh and once a month i'm at excite wrestling doing commentary so stay tuned for that as they switch venues and move along got anything else uh, you can follow me at Miss Kate Fabe on yeah, the social media. Yeah, go follow us on Blue Sky because. Uh, yeah, 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 do that. Because rate limit exceeded everywhere else. I am at Joel Pearl J O L P E A R L, including on Blue Sky. Uh, what am I doing? Uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I am in the weeds with Jeremy Lambert from 10 a.m. Eastern until noon. Uh, tomorrow we have Delmi Exo on the show. Actually, Woo-hoo! just got that confirmed and. Um, who is going to join us? Oh, um, actually, speaking of supporting women, Naren is going to be with us. Who is Naren? <laughs> Naren was the woman who asked that question at the end of the press conference with Triple H when Triple H last night was saying, where are all the women? Why is it all dudes? And then Naren got a question in. So she'll be joining us tomorrow morning as well. Uh, looking forward to that. And then 
You can find me on Thursdays on the main channel talking about Impact Wrestling with Crest the Star, who is fantastic, and Sundays here. We, uh, Kate and I, do this, whatever this is. Yeah, we do. What is this? Kate and Joel call it in the ring. (laughs) Joel steals Kate's toothbrush at the end. It's a wonderful toothbrush. Actually, it's a really, it's not that great. It's a a great toothbrush. You can get a, you can get a better one of these on Amazon for like. That's where I got that one. It had, it was, the stars were highly rated. It's a great, it's a great toothbrush. It's fake. The star, the star ratings are fake. Just like Meltzer's, these are fake too. That toothbrush is seven stars in the Tokyo Dome. Have you brought it to the Tokyo Dome? (laughs) Well, clearly it didn't do enough for you. Ladies, gentlemen, friends, beyond the body. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret. And visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.